single-handedly broke up my marriage. You're an awful person. You're 24 years old. Why would I listen to you? Why would you be giving therapy and advice to people who clearly need it? It doesn't make any sense, Ari. This is a horrible idea. You're listening to you're listening to unlicensed, 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 unlicensed therapy with Ari Mendes. Ari Mendes. Anything when I hear my tinnitus? What's tinnitus? When you have a ringing in your ear that's constant. Oh, how's it? There's no ringing, right? It's good. I have tinnitus. Yeah, but with this isn't causing it. Oh, I'm saying it might be good to mask it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, how would you get that from the Navy? Probably. What do you do? Just they put a lot it's, of loud noises. It's in fucking your loud on a ship. Okay, let's. Go. I'm gonna get. I just need to do a breathing exercise to get into the interview mode because it's like I'm too low. I shouldn't have masturbated right before I got here. What do you mean right before? Like, I'll. I'll in 10, the car? 10.45 a.m. Is that why you needed to... I was masturbating. Is that why you were going to be late? Uh, no, because I texted you to be late before I started masturbating. You asked... I woke up in bed and I was like, ah, I could use another half hour. You know, I wanted to rest a little more. No, you asked for an extension so you could jack off. That was maybe subconscious. That's a secret. You could, you could keep that secret, man. I don't have any secrets. I'm no filter, no holds back, open comedian open book comedian all right list all the girls you want to fuck right now all the ones i want to on the air though every hot girl no every name they're attractive i want to name them by name penelope cruz no no not famous ones people we know oh every hot girl but i don't honestly people we know i don't want to hook up with female comics i mean i would if they begged me to but i try and keep it out of the family (laughs) <laughs> the family. <laughs> if they, did you say if they begged me? Yeah. That's pretty strange. Yeah. A lot of girls beg me for for it. I don't know if that's true. They look at me and they go, oh, Ari, please. You're all I want. You're Is all I want. Is it when I've you have a haircut wanted. or the way you look right now? <laughs> Are you saying I need a haircut? I mean, we're both sweating pretty bad right now. You don't like this little uh, bush on top of my head? No, I dislike it very much. Wow. I think you should do headshots like that, though. Why? So people can get the full effect. I think I have headshots like this. Did you let your hair grow out a bunch? Are we recording already? I mean, it's rolling. Did I let my hair grow out a bunch? I mean... Uh, no, it's f- just all the barbershops are closed. They're doing outdoor things, and there's an hour and a half wait to get a haircut. I just This isn't because I like my hair like this. This is because I don't know what else to do. I snuck in... I snuck in when they were open proper before they got shut down and got a haircut. Open proper with masks, though. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, you could yeah. go inside and it was air conditioned. It was. I don't. I'll do it outside. I don't care. It's just you just got to get an appointment. You can't go over there and wear closed. Yeah, and a lot of them are closed still. So it's just there's a wait at all of them. Shorties, yeah. you can just make an appointment. No wait. I've never been an appointment guy. I've always been like, oh, I'll go get a haircut right now. And I walk over there and the line's over 20 minutes. I go to a different spot. I barely became an appointment guy. How, what made you do the So switch? many bad haircuts. So, oh, I, see, I don't even care about that. I'm like, yeah, it'll yeah, grow yeah, back. Yeah, I don't know what it is about trying You're to married. Do- Why would you care about a bad haircut? Because you got to go to auditions and shit. They like that. I mean, I've, I've looked pretty sloppy at times, but it's just so many. It's hard to describe like what haircut you want, you know. 
I don't know. I don't know the business. I I've gotten a haircut regularly over the years, but when I was in the Navy for ten years, it was you just sit down and you get a haircut, pretty right. much. They, yeah, exactly, and it's the same haircut. It's a fade or yeah. a, a high and tight for the marine type people. I left a yogurt in the car. Do you think it's okay for like an hour and a half? It'll be bad by the time it's over. What kind of yogurt is it? Like a drinkable smoothie yogurt. I don't know. Some of those are not even really uh, dairy products. So, no, it's a dairy yogurt. Yeah, I know, but some of them called themselves yogurt. They have little to no dairy in them. This one has dairy. In it. This one's yogurt. Is it YoPlay? Yeah. No, no dairy. What do you mean no dairy? What it's a they fake lie, yogurt, dude. What is it then? I mean, there are things like that. I don't know. You know how the food is these days. That's YoPlay is the biggest yogurt manufacturer in the country. It's is real it? yogurt. I made that That's up, but weird, I think it is. It's a weird pull. I think it is. Uh, I'm, I, I would. Oh wait, sorry. I would. I would bet that Kraft or some shit owns YoPlay. Why don't you hang this bad boy up? Getting a little sloppy. Um, season, huh? Well. I, I should brought, hang it up. I could have brought my tool bag. Next time, or I'll pay you to do that. But the problem is uh, I have to take it down each podcast because other people use this space. I just get a detachable. It's heavy. I so know, but you can do a bracket where you just it comes right off. No screws. It's a latch. That sounds cool. You know how the windows open with a latch? But they're, they have screws like that or bolts. Oh, but then wouldn't the bolt show when it's off? Uh, I thought you put another sign up or something. Not everyone. See, that's the thing. Not everyone has their own sign. So then if there's no sign up there, then you just see bolts. I've just been doing it like that. Could just hang it. Yeah, except that's a, you know, just a light hanger, curtain hanger, curtain rod. No, I'm talking about from the bracket that you have there. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, maybe hang it. I was also, uh, here's what I was thinking. I was thinking get a new sign that's lighter. A shittier material, and then Velcro it on the wall. But then I you have the it. black Velcro dots. I'll get a different a white. You don't Velcro. close this curtain for everyone else. No, some people leave it open. They uh, just like the wall. Yeah. They so like there's the like wall. nine podcasts with your back wall. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. You know, it's about the content, the subject matter, the interesting conversation about the back wall, not about the sign behind. Oh, you're talking about the. There's no. That's what people want. What what podcast do you know that's interesting? Um, <laughs> I listen to this podcast called How I Built This with Guy Raz. It's on NPR, and he has really powerful business owners, people who started massive companies. Like, for example, he had the Burt's Bees person who started that. The what? The, the company Burt's Bees. What is that? It's like that. Uh, oh, the chapstick? Chapstick. Oh, he had the lady uh, who started that company on the podcast, and he goes through the story of that company. Or he had the founder of Dave's Killer Bread, you know, like these kind of products you see everywhere that I'm, are obviously massive companies. Yeah. You named two right off the bat that I barely know of. Are Dave's, there any real companies on this? Sh- Dave's Killer Bread is a massive company. I know. I believe Oh, you. yeah. I you d- never heard I, Dave's Killer Bread? I, I haven't. You don't see it when do you go grocery shopping? Yeah. Yeah, it's like always on the bread aisle. I've been buying the same bread for a long time. I don't think I'm the target market. What bread do you buy? Just sourdough, Trader Joe's sourdough. Oh, you go to Trader Joe's. They don't have it at Trader Joe's. That makes sense. I go to Ralph's sometimes. Yeah, they have it at Ralph's. Dave's Killer Bread. Uh, another company he had is the founders of Airbnb. 
Really? Yeah. That one's in. That should be interesting. Yeah. Especially for someone like you. Why? Because you do it sometimes, and you also get robbed. I don't, I don't do it anymore because they changed the laws in Los Angeles. How's your brother doing it? He's doing it for a whole month. Oh, so now it's all month, month by yeah, month. There's no short-term rentals anymore, so you're yeah, you have to do it at least a month. There's no short-term rent period. Period. Holy shit! On unless you own the place and live there as your main residence, or if you. That's it. Yeah, you have to own the place. Huh. Well, that's a bummer. And then, as you know, my Turo career is You're having a couple well. of bummers. That's what I was thinking. Uh, you've run into some problems. Yeah. The pandemic is not treating you well. Pandemic is not. All your business endeavors seem to be a little bit... Uh, uh, it's the, bleeding the world, me dry. The world functioning as normal. You need that. Yeah. yeah. I am ha- one of the people it has affected most, I think. I think that... And I'm still all right. Ugh, yeah. I mean, define all right, but... I mean... I'm not in low spirits because of it. Yeah, but you're like a crazy person. It is what it is. Why <laughs> am I a crazy person? You're like, you're just one of those people I know that are always impartial despite what's actually happening, so... That's true. I'm I kinda, assume you're kind of crazy. level-headed. Yeah, I mean, I'm, how I got removed from Turo is kind of crazy. That is really crazy. Yeah. I enjoyed it, though. Yeah, <laughs> I... Here's the thing. I'm not one to be trifled with. What? This is... I know what you're saying now. I said what too fast. But that's a, that's a sign of being crazy. Is it crazy or is it just saying, don't fuck with me? I mean, everyone gets a bad review, man. You just got to take it easy. I agree. But I'm also saying, probably shouldn't trifle with me. Are you talking yeah. to me? To re- it sounds like you're talking to me. Just whoever. <laughs> Just saying. Leave a negative comment. See what happens. Well, that's why Yelp's so powerful. You're getting a lot of haters on the internet. I did that King and the Sting podcast. Uh, What? Theo and... Uh, Theo and Brendan Shaw. Okay. And a lot of people commenting, Ari ruined the podcast. What'd you say? Ari sucks. I don't even know. I, I mean, don't remember. To, to be polarized like that is actually better than being neutral. It is? Yeah, I mean, in this day and age. I mean, if you look at all media... It seemed like sep- more people thought I sucked, though, than liked me. No, that's fine. It's I'm saying that's being polarized or all the way to one side or the opposite side is better than just being on there and unnoticeable. That's true. I'm, it's memorable. They, they'll look at me and they'll say, oh, I hate that guy. Yeah. They'll talk about me. Did you see the new guy? He sucked. I don't know. Is that better? That seems worse. I don't think it's... I'm saying it's better than going unnoticed. I don't know if it is. In, this cli- in, the, in the climate of now, like you see that very separate, uh, very bipolar notions about everything get the most notice. So there's people that are splitting off into ultra-liberal, ultra-conservative. Yeah. Look at Owen Benjamin, for instance. Oh, my God. He was kind That's of neutral level. comedy. F- I know, but he went, let me ultra just... right yeah. yeah. And I think he did it on purpose. You think he made a conscious choice? I'm going to do this and see what happens? I think that he knows that that would get some attention in some form, maybe way too far and... It's just those kind of things that get the most notice. Everyone just being kind of funny right down the middle and this time is, where are they? Who are they? But if you say some crazy shit that leans very far one way or another, yeah, right. opinion-wise, and people are like, 
Oh, man. I got a new game plan now. I mean, that's what a lot Go of people... Oh, Trump. Uh, yeah, you could do that. Is that far right, right? I don't know if that's super far right. So what would be farther right than Trump? Being racist? Like, oh, I can't do that. I mean, that. being being an ultra actual white supremacist. I, I don't know much about politics. I'm Jewish. I know. I can't and then old. now you found it. If I was a white supremacist <laughs> Jew, that would be insane. You would find a following because people are insane. But then what do I do about my black friends? Listen, if I'd you want if you, if you want to get that money you seek, you have to uh, I'd have to give up my black friends? I guess. Mm. No, but I'm so, kind of a loyal guy. That's good. And also yeah. not racist, which is also very positive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that people seem to do that. You seem Anything that's attention-grabbing, whether it's what you really believe or not, if you say it in a certain way, you get the retweets, you get all that stuff. What if I called my black friends ahead of time and said, hey, just so you know, I'm about to do this thing. It's a career move. I'm not actually racist, but I'm about to be really racist. I think that they wouldn't understand. <laughs> I think that you would, you would start to lose friends. I'm just trying to think of better examples of that people... Would, Notes saying crazy. I mean, look uh, in media rather, like an Alex Jones type who says, you know, Sandy Hook was a was a false flag event. You know, people that say this crazy, like almost conspiracy theorists. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder sometimes is is that a person that's crazy, or is that a person that goes, I will get attention and I will make money through this niche market of people who think that all this stuff is false flags and there's there's crisis actors and so i feel like if they're really good and passionate about it which you need to be to do this job that job you can't pretend like there because then you're gonna wake up one morning going oh i have to go in there and pretend to believe in craziness no i mean i i think you become a I, there's different types of characters in the world. If you look at stand-up down the middle for forever, there's like a Bobcat Goldwhite or a, a Gilbert Gottfried who were putting on absolute characters uh -huh. for all those years making tons of uh, a Gallagher. Or right. These people that are absolute characters. Right. It's not – you have the George Carlins and stuff who are personifications of themselves – nothing too crazy like you watch george carlin and it's like oh he's that's him mm -hmm. you watch joe rogan you're like that's joe rogan you know mm -hmm. maybe some things are amplified but like yeah. gilbert Godfrey was using a different voice all those times there was a guy in the 80s no that, but if you listen to his podcast gilbert Godfrey, that's his real voice no it's not it's very well known that gilbert Godfrey does not sound like that what and there's many recordings of him not sounding are you like serious that. he has a normal voice yeah no way i'm pretty sure i don't believe that I'm, I, there's recordings you can hear of Gilbert Godfrey being Let's look regular. this up. I don't think that's true. Just Google Gilbert Godfrey's normal voice, and if it has a bunch of results, we can move on. Go, Gilbert Godfrey. Normal. Nothing's coming up. Gilbert Godfrey's real verse, voice on the Howard Stern Show. Let's see what this is. Make me watch an ad. Sorry. What, what voice is this from? Aladdin. Aladdin, you play a parrot. Yeah. And in fact, uh, they wanted to be really open for this. They even drew the parrot to look like him even before they gave him the part because they, they only they had Gilbert in mind. planning on him. And here's a little bit of Gilbert. I have a point to make here. There's two, there's, this is my point about how there's two different Gilberts. All right. The on-air persona and the off-air persona. And they're both scary. Uh, All right, here you go. Here's Gilbert as the parrot. 
I can't believe it. I just don't believe it. We're never going to get a hold of that stupid lamp. Just forget it. Look at this. Look at this. I'm so thick. That's the that I know. Are you, what are you watching this on? <laughs> sounds like shit. That sounds like shit. Well, you should see him. He's, you know how when celebrities watch their yes. work on yeah. The Tonight Show? Oh, here he is. Gilbert, very serious during his clip. This is still an on-air person. He's still on air, is what I'm saying. This is the character. He said, watch. This is Gilbert calling Gary from years ago on the answering machine. And this is Gilbert's real voice. Just as scary. Yes. All right, but it's like a whole different guy. All right, here it is. Yeah, Gary, it's Gilbert. I'll probably be there tomorrow, but, um... That's a joke. That can't be his real voice. That's, I'm saying he's doing a character. And just tell me what exactly is going on tomorrow, you know, what's... He's a joke. be there and everything like that. Um... That's the scariest of us. People are What the heck? Is this real? Yeah, it's real. So he's doing a character. What? I forgot what point we were even trying to make. He's been doing a character for 20 whatever years, 30 years. Look at Bobcat. He did that insane thing for a decade and a half plus. He went on Jay Leno and set his chair on fire or some shit or Arsenio or some late night show. That's... I, I wouldn't be able to do that. I'm saying, yeah... Could you do that? No, I can't even. I have. I struggle to be myself. <laughs> like, uh, to maybe it'd be easier if you struggle to be yourself. No, it's, I struggle to uh, identify myself in that. Like, this guy has a voice way. Right. You know, I couldn't pretend to be someone else. I'm struggling to be myself. I'm still learning to be myself. You know, yeah. I couldn't just switch gears and be another guy because that takes acting too. I can't even act like myself. I can't. But he, Gilbert Godfrey. I I I need to hear another source of Keep this. Keep going. I, I went down this rabbit just, hole for you already. Uh huh. These are they do these are big persona characters. So he does stand up with annoying voice. Is that like okay, all on screen? I could persona see him being a parrot in another voice in Aladdin, but he does his stand up that way, and he does a podcast. He did. He, it's just his. It's his. Uh, it's his character. That's insane. The point I was trying to make is that's in stand-up. People are these completely different people for the version to do stand-up or be whatever now into podcasting. Is Alex Jones a character or is he a real I crazy guy? I guess he guy? could be. Yeah, I guess he could, after that shit. Uh, pretend because he makes a lot of money even even being banned from all the things that he's banned from. Oh, he's making millions. His podcast and his website still drive people are like so well, much money. If YouTube won't if YouTube will block the great voice of Alex Jones, <laughs> I'll just go to his website or whatever the fuck. Right. Oh yeah, he's he's taking off all the platforms. He's so, doing just fine. I wonder what is for greed and uh, what people are actually crazy because the people that tend to be legitimately crazy in my opinion, I'm not a doctor or anything, but the people that you see that are actually cre- don't seem to be that organized, you know, like organ- run a big business, like to right. be that insane. You're right, but if they have a big enough following, they might just get people that organize them. Alex Jones has a whole team. But he made it there. <laughs> yeah. There's an arc of being successful in that way and just uh, leaning into this thing. So mm-hmm. I really wonder over all these people, is has Owen Benjamin lost his mind or is, does Ben Shapiro know if he, you know, these types of people that are... Ben Shapiro, I listen to his podcast. He's not crazy. No, I mean, 
are is that who he is or he know oh, yeah. he he knows what the video Ben Shapiro that one's real he un, I know yeah is he doing a personification I mean what is it is I don't think so personality wise he's, he's just smart I agree with everything he says not a, obviously you don't agree with everything most of it what what where do you stand on abortion rights uh, I'm for abortion because he's very pro choice I'm pro choice yeah I mean he's very pro life sorry oh. Yeah, but that's because he's religious. I know. I mean, I'm yeah. saying, do you agree? No, you're right. So I don't agree with him on everything. But I'm pro. I'm pro abortion, pro choice. But I do think that women should understand that they are murdering a baby when they do it. <laughs> I I can't wait to break that clip out of this. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you want to kill your baby, it's your baby, and it's not born yet. Kill it. But you should know that you're murdering a. One of God's I mean, children. I think that's pretty understandable when you said kill three times leading in. <laughs> They're kill, murdering kill. God's children, is all I'm saying. See, you're not, now that's just you being a character. No. You I, believe in God. Yeah. You do. I la- I found him this year. Really? Yeah. Where? I, so. On YouTube? So I started saying God bless to people a lot when I leave. Like, later, God bless. And I've said it so many times that I now believe in God. That's fine. Yeah. It's real. I don't know if it's real. <laughs> I think. Well, I don't know either. But, See, <laughs> but I think this it is. might this may be a good example of how the lines can start to blur, where you begin to wonder what you're doing as a character or not. So maybe <laughs> Alex Jones is sitting somewhere going, I don't know. <laughs> who the I don't f- know who I am anymore. <laughs> Can you see him in his big fucking house, uh, just walk into his mirror in the morning to do whatever, just looking briefly at himself, going. I don't know, man. <laughs> do we keep going? Do I um, do I quit? Yeah, and another. Here's another way to know God's real. Look me in the eyes right now. I want you to do this for me. Look me. I'm in the looking eye. you in the eyes. Don't and say now, it twice. Look me in the eyes and say, "I love God." I love God. Damn it! Didn't work. Most people smile when they say it. Oh, you get filled with joy. And then I'm like, who put please that smile there? Please don't break that one clip out of me that just says, "I love God." Over and over. <laughs> I love God. Yeah. I think See, I can't say it without smiling. Because it's a funny thing to you. Because God's putting that smile on my face. You think that, or the devil. <laughs> I believe that the devil may be inside of you because he's the mischievous one. Would God put a smile on your face? Or I do have a lot of mischief in me. Would God put a smile on your face or in your heart? <laughs> I believe that the devil would put the smile on your face. And God would put it in your heart, but hearts can't smile. It's just a beating organ. See, now we're being too literal. True. You're right. You would you would have some problems reading the Bible. When they start <laughs> yeah, I can't read that Bible. That would be, You'd be so like, That's hard. A, they can't. I can't. They built a ship. Two, how many, two of every animal? How many two religious of every animal? They can't uh, do Christians do you think have actually read the Bible? I think that we've noticed in a lot of our time being so jammed together on the internet that a lot of people don't read at all. <laughs> so I, would, I couldn't put it what at What percentage a of Christians do you think have read the Bible top to bottom? Even once. Less than 1%. Less than 1%. You'd think it's like, it's not that big of a book. It's pretty big. How many pages is it? Total? Yeah. What are there, 24 books in the Bible? I don't know. Oh, there's that many? There's I thought it was one book. It's one book, I'm saying. The book of John, the book... They, that's what they call the chapters. So when you go to the church and there's the We're Bible... We're going to sound real stupid because I don't know enough about... <laughs> okay, but, but based on what you know. So when you go to a hotel... And there's the Holy Bible in the shelf in the bedside table. Is that the whole Bible? 
I mean, it depends on how there are ver- there are versions of the Bible. But that's the main Bible. That's the Bible. If you read that book, you could say I've read the Bible. This is up for debate too. So. But oh, generally speaking, obviously. would it be all the words a non bridged version of whatever the current Bible is? Probably. That's a big ass book. You're but looking at- that book isn't crazy. It's like that thick. Yeah, but the the words are the tiniest words you've ever seen. But they're readable. Have you read it? No. I think that it would it would take. It wouldn't be a good read. It'd be a terrible read. But <laughs> how long would it take if I read it? If I spent an hour reading it a day, I could get through it probably in a... 20, t- 20 hours, maybe? Yeah. So you get through it pretty quick. So you'd think if you could read the Bible in 20 to 40 hours, let's even say 40 hours, and you love God and you're religious, you'd think that you would have read the Bible, even if it's a hard read. You think... You'd think. So if 1% of Christians I, I mean, what haven't guess, read the though. Bible. This, this guess is based on nothing. True. Yeah, we're just talking. I'm, we're I'm, just spewing bullshit. It's not that much bullshit. We're making a guess based yeah. on what we know. So that's okay. Yeah, as yeah. long as we don't claim to be experts on the subject. That's the easy way to do well, it. Well, the thing is, no, it's a real stat that 1% of Christians have read the Bible. That's an actual stat? No, I made it up just now. See, but it's all easy. I say it like that with confidence. Yeah. Boom. Now you're a podcaster. If you say anything with confidence, people will jump on board pretty fast. What was your joke about? Uh, you st- that was such a funny joke. You did it on Adam Devine's house party, the one about before the internet. Oh, people used to. If you got caught in a lie back in the day, like in the, before, you could have all the information at your fingertips. People would be like, "Do you swear to God?" Oh yeah. And yeah. if you did, people were like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all it used to take. I swear to God, that's true. And now with the all internet. Right. You can just second guess anything. No, but Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> if you had said if we didn't have my phone and you just said I swear to God, I would have had to been like, all right. Yeah, but even in the information age, there's still the joke. The crux of the end of the joke is that the confidence still wins over. If I said, if I said Gilbert Godfrey's voice is not his real voice, and before you even pulled out your phone or anything, you're like, for real? I go, go ahead and Google it. Even that confidence. Oh, then I'd be like, all right, I believe you. Even that confidence sometimes is like, well, he must know. Why would he want to get proved wrong right here on the spot? Right. That's awesome. So the bridge of that joke is just like, you can still lie. You just have to say, That's a good I joke. swear to Google. Do you still do that joke? No. Never? No. If you're headlining? I haven't done that joke since I did that show. That's the last time I ever did that joke. Seriously? Yeah. So if you're headlining, you don't do it? Mm-mm. So good, though. You've been working with me a bunch of times. You ever heard that I joke watch, again? I don't watch stand-up. You, I've seen you stand in the back and watch me do stand. <laughs> if I do, it's for thirty seconds. <laughs> I've seen you. I've come off stage and seen you. I go, swear, Billy, <laughs> I love you and I love your comedy. I have maybe watched in person like two minutes of you do stand up. Really? Yeah. Like I don't. I don't like watching stand up. I mean, yeah, honest. I mean, after the first time, but you've seen a set before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm not yeah. saying you stand in the back every time. But I wouldn't know if you stopped doing that joke. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. I have not done that joke. It's been five years or six years since that. But I think you should still do the joke because no one watched Adam Devine's house party. Uh, but it got shared online. It has, uh, across platforms, it has a few million views. I still think. I was just happy no that the joke, they used that joke and it worked and I just moved on from it. Yeah. I did an energy drink joke on that show, though, that they never shared. I still do that because it fits with something else I do. Hmm. Perfect. But also, the people, young people watching stand-up now don't remember the swear to God days. So, that so joke, you're saying the joke wouldn't hit? I don't know. <laughs> I think it, people 
I'm no, just people not gonna remember it. it, swear to God. I'm right? just not going to do it. We do. You're 30, right? Yeah. 30 something? 30, yeah. I don't know. Call your little brother. <laughs> well, my little That's brother what, is like a gay Jewish kid. I know, but he would. He would. Yeah, he might have said it, swear to God. Well, he I think w- he would get it. He would know because he's not. Even if you just, didn't use your, it, you would get it. Is he only around? But I say remember in the 90s when you used to be able to tell a lot. Oh, right. And a lot of kids weren't even born in the 90s. Yeah, we, uh, got, we got kids that were like, that are entering college that were born after 9-11. It's, you know, we're getting old. I have gray hairs in the front. This fucking I sucks. got, uh, I found my first few gray hairs like a week ago on the sides of my head. Yeah. Two, two on each side. You could find it in that mess. <laughs> this seems like a good one to disguise gray hairs. I mean, it is, but yeah. I, I think it's funny of. that you're recording us sitting here sweating on one of LA's hottest days. How hot is it? Huh? How hot is that? We're in a heat wave. I think it's, I think it's close to a hundred today. Wow. They were talking about doing rolling blackouts if you didn't use your air conditioning sparingly. Oh, like purposely giving you a blackout? Yeah, so they don't overload the grid or some shit. Why wouldn't they just have a grid that works on overload? California is too big and blah, blah, blah. Enron did something wrong a long time ago. Why can't Elon Musk fix that? Fix that? I'm sure he's sitting somewhere thinking about how to do it, but only if it makes him money. He already makes batteries that power homes through solar panels. He's so. such a genius. Lot, he's been getting a lot of shit lately because he tweets crazy shit and names his kid whatever robot names. But, X, yeah. But he's a badass. If someone doesn't like Elon Musk, they're not going to like me. If, if you like me and don't like Elon Musk, comment below because I don't think that exists. That doesn't like? I'm saying everyone who likes me probably also likes Elon Musk. I think that if someone doesn't like Elon Musk, they're, I don't they're not going to like him. I don't want to hear from the people in your echo chamber. Let's, re- let's reach out to the people that are watching King and the Sting and see. Oh, I want to yeah, hear from people, people that, dislike that like it. Elon Musk and dislike me. But no, what I mean is I know, I'm, I'm the making, opposite of that. Yeah, I'm just making a joke. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear from the people that already like you in your fucking podcast room. Let's talk to these people that fucking hated you, even from back that Laugh Factory video that you put up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everything I've ever done that people have actually seen, I, I'm very disliked. And it hurts. It hurts my feelings. It doesn't. It does. It's ruined my day before. Really? Yeah. The day that Laugh Factory video came out, I was because like... Because they took it down, you got sad, huh? They didn't take it down. I thought it, eventually they took it down. No, it got reported. Instagram took that video down. Laugh Factory didn't, didn't I mean, remove it. I mean, yeah, that. it got taken down. Oh, I wasn't well, at saying that point, was I was over the sadness, so I was sad they took it down. But initially, the Laugh Factory put up that video. I'm getting a flurry of comments and messages and whatever saying, you're a horrible person, you suck, you suck, you're not funny, you know, people shitty on me. And I like, was devastated because it was one of my best jokes that I've been doing for a year. And it works every time I do it for the most part. Which joke was it? The teacher joke about how I don't think teachers, you know, it's an edgy joke, but it's a joke. I thought everyone would get that. I don't actually have political opinions. And I was really heartbroken. And I messaged the girl, Caitlin at the Laugh Factory, who edited the video and puts out the videos. And I said, hey, can you take that video down? It's people hate me and, you know, it hurts my feelings. And she was like, come on, you're a comedian. It's a funny joke. People are hating you because it's edgy, but 
you got to expect that and you're probably getting tons of followers from it and don't take it down. And I was like, okay. She talked me out of it. And then I woke up the next day and I was like, fuck it. I'm fine. And then Instagram took it down. And then Instagram took it down. (laughs) She's right about that. I mean, you got to think about the energy from a person it takes to even comment. Most people that are content or like something, they move the fuck on. They hit like. Yeah. The bad part about Instagram is you don't, there's no dislike ratio. So you can see like a balance. You can only see the comments. But even on YouTube, when something's like 95% liked and, you know, less than that disliked, even the comments are all still negative. The people that take the time to go blah, 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 blah about anything are always the mad ones. Yeah. Mostly everyone who's content seems like they just move on. They're like, I enjoyed the content. Sometimes I subscribe, right. sometimes I like, but it's the fucking idiots who and are I always like, starting, ah, I, need my, I need to shit my opinion on this. Place. I'm starting to wrap my head around the people who leave bad comments. For a while, I couldn't understand why anyone would do that, and they're mean and blah, blah, blah. And I'm starting to wrap my head around that. What I don't, still cannot wrap my head around is someone dislikes me, leaves a bad comment, then goes to my personal page... And has to, like, comment on my photo and go, just watch your video over there. And just want to let you know, you suck. Are you learning about what would compel someone to do this based on your recent Turo experience? But I didn't do anything to these people. No, I know. I'm stranger. Yeah, but you'd have done something to them according to them. (laughs) So you can see, according to them, whatever you said, whatever. Offended them. Yeah. So even that little moment for them was big enough to do that even if it's fucking crazy to go on and do whatever they did or spend any energy <laughs> finding your extra pages so i got a rise out of them you're saying yeah i got a big rise and of, out of them. often the bigger volume you'll notice when you're smaller in volume i've noticed with people that have less of a following but you know are still on their way uh mainly positive but the bigger the positive following becomes the negative one grows too and those are the people that really come for you and try to get you to lose your job or whatever so the cancel culture the, the big corner. uh not specifically the whole culture of whatever i'm just saying haters the bigger you are uh received and revered the, the more bi- haters you're gonna have naturally yeah but yeah. that th- that pocket is always so small relatively but that's what the energy that comes from people that dislike you is always way larger than people that like you because they're, they're passively and enjoying they came to follow the small people that hate you, they exert energy that goes outside of passive. They're actively trying to destroy you. Right, and I'm not famous at all, obviously. It's kind of a little disease online. But my hate pocket feels pretty big in co- proportionally, is all I'm saying. I mean, when you go on something like King and the Sting, where they have their big fan base, and you're introduced to their ecosystem and someone dislikes you, it's going to feel a lot heavier. Or the Laugh Factory is doing really well with their Instagram channel. Think They were used to be getting millions of views on it. I don't know what happened there because now... Yeah, now it's... I don't know what happened. Off. I don't know how... Uh, if they're sharing incorrectly or if they're I using curse they started, words. Yeah, I'm sure it was a combination of things, but it seems like the quality of their stuff has gone down too. Yeah, but it was the impressions fell off it should not fall off that much even if it's the content got worse it was, right it went from like one a million yeah my my video got over a million views in a day yeah and now you barely see any of them breaking a million 
you barely see some of them bring in 80,000 or 100,000. Yeah. It's weird how they'll adjust like that. I, I bet Instagram just changed the algorithm because they know they can make money from a channel like the Laugh Factory putting up these people. But the hate pockets always seem way bigger than the love pockets because people passively love you if you're in entertainment. Right. And actively hate you. <laughs> All right. Well, you're making me feel better about people myself. People leap into the hate. Yeah. I always just, anytime someone says something hateful to me, and it doesn't happen that frequently because I don't say anything that polarizing, mm -hmm. I'm right down the middle. You know, my political stance, if, if Trump gets reelected, I'm going to do the minimum for the next four years like I have been my whole life. <laughs> I don't, I'm going to still be a lazy piece of shit, and I'm just going to keep going with my life despite all these big things that are negative. But when someone says something negative on any of my social media, I just say, no, thanks. And they really, lean, they get mad about that. They lean into it even further. Uh, and then do you say no thanks again? Yeah, no thanks the second time. No, I just say no thanks. Uh huh. I rarely, I rarely get set off unless it's someone I fucking know in real life. Winning season returns at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means Survivor, Super Contest, and Squares. At my bookie, winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice. It's time to celebrate the NFL season. Invest your intuition. Use promo code THERAPY and double your first deposit. New players get up to 1,000 in free play. Designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie. It's simple. Make your picks. Win big, collect your cash. Use promo code THERAPY and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. But I wrote four sketches, which is more than I've done in the last five years, I'll tell you that. And you can ask Greg about that. Did, does he like that? I haven't shared them with him yet. Because you're nervous about what he'll say? No, because I'm doing them by myself. It's not a team thing. Oh, well, you're going to need to cast people in it. I mean, when we get to that point, I'll decide, but artistically... And you don't want his whatever. feedback on it? You don't, I, want any, you don't want people's feedback? Currently, I don't need any feedback. Uh, I just want to get the writing done. Got it. Once I have a body that I can share and actually work towards making more videos, because we made all those videos many years to ago. To Yacht Club. Yeah. They were great. We made those videos, but then we stopped because I moved up here and I got jaded and lazy in Los Angeles. And he continued to work hard to become an actor, and he's successful at that. And I only wanted to be a stand-up, and writing all these sketches for free just never seemed like a great idea for me. But I'm regretful of that, so I'm trying to work on it. And luckily, the world shut down, and I had four Time. months to really just look at myself every day like Alex Jones must each morning <laughs> and realize who am I and why am I a lazy piece of shit. Yeah, you're really funny. I think you're lazy because you're sad. No, because huh? I've been sad the whole time, and I was very productive many years ago mm. when I first got into it. But mm -hmm. when you get to Los Angeles and the pool, the pot's bigger and the competition's stiffer, it's tough to wonder, like, or it's, it's tough to make a decision to keep going with, like, let's keep making these videos and coming out of pocket, and it's really expensive to make a good video. Yeah. Yeah, hundreds and hundreds of dollars, sometimes thousands. More. What do you mean more than thousands? You spent hundreds of thousands on a video? I mean, I think across... What's your most expensive video? 6,000? Which one? 
Oh, we got we got paid for that one, the court case one. No, that was five five thousand. Oh, well, if you got paid, it doesn't even count. I mean, that's what it can cost to come through on a video. Yeah. But ha- some of that money was supposed to be to pay us, but we we spent money out of our pockets after that as well. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough making content, and it's just tough to like motivate yourself and you're like, why am I? I have this funny video idea, but who's gonna watch it? What am, I gonna, what am I going to get from this? And that's, why am I? It's going to be days and days of work. That's why I always love stand up because you can just go say it. Yeah, it's instant, and someone can punch you right in the face instantly. You know, right. the crowd lets you know. Have you ever been punched in the face from stand up? No, I'm saying metaphorically. Right. Like you say something and it's fucking dead silent, and you're like, oh good. I mean, I'm glad I got that out of the way. But if you make a video and you spend money and you spend three months. Yeah. Thinking about it until it, you know, thinking about it, writing it, getting it made, and then no one likes it. You're like, fuck, man. Even if you don't even put it out, you make it. Some That's happened to me a few times where I made it and I don't like it when it's all done. So I don't even put it out. And then I spent money and days of work for nothing. Yeah. It's probably, as far as sketches go, a very smart person a long time told me just focus on TV stuff, but I never listened to him. And I, I just, he's meaning don't do sketches. He said, why waste your time writing sketches when you can focus on making a TV show and having a real career, like write a pilot What about a sketch TV show. I mean, that's fine, but those are, you know what they are. And that's a whole thing too. Yeah. But even if it, there's way more regular proper sitcoms than there are sketch shows. I think his point was, which I didn't Focus listen to. Focus your energies to. into the most viable option. Yeah, and he he wrote a movie. <laughs> you know, like, he was right all along. Mike Young? I just never listened to him. No, Scotty Landis. I don't know. Uh, he wrote the movie... What was that movie called? I'm blanking right now. Us. Oh, that's a big one. That scary movie, yeah. yeah. But he wrote on Adam Devine's house party. He produced that show you know i met him on that but he had some interesting advice about writing but i thought i knew what i was talking about way back then even up only five or six years ago i thought stand-up was the only way to be and now looking back on it wow yeah i mean it's, people want a utility player yeah but if you look at it in version of money say you did make some money on stand-up say you started headlining just through youtube or twitter or something mm-hmm the amount an agent could receive in commission from just your stand-up shows doesn't even come close to what it could be if you sold a TV show, option a pot, anything. Right. Got into a writer's room and we're making 5500 bucks a week. Like, right, it's way better. Yeah, so why would they work for you if you're only going to do the one thing that makes them at least... You know, it's a team business thing, but I never looked at it like that. I was just like, I'm going to be a stand-up. I always felt like I was doing it at a very high level, you know, whenever... You're kind of delusional the whole time, but I've always right. felt like it's going great. I got on TV very fast. I did a bunch of stuff, but then I just off a cliff because I got all these meetings that were asking me the questions that they knew that the answers they needed to keep working with you, and I gave all the wrong answers. Yeah. I always said shit like, I just want to focus on stand-up. They're like, you don't have any TV ideas? I'm like, yeah, do an hour of stand-up. <laughs> it was just so dumb. But when you get... I started doing comedy when I'm 25, and you know, in five years, I already meeting these people that are putting me on a TV show to do stand up. So when I 
outside of the city. I was living in San Diego. Mm -hmm. So by the time I'm in Los Angeles, I don't know anything about the business. Right. I'm happy to go talk to anyone anywhere, but boy. And I, I have, I'm an off-putting person. No, you're not. I really am. This is, I, I, I don't know if I've ever told this story Everyone before. likes you. No, I don't, I'm just not, uh, I'm off-putting. I, I'm not like, I'm not one of the buddy buddy lifted in the system things. I'm just well. You're not like uh, you can never go lucky. You know. Listen, hey, I'm Billy. Good to see you. That's an off-putting person. Here, here's a good example of how I know I'm off-putting. I went to a audition for a show where it was like one of those talking head things. Uh-huh. I believe it was at VH1 or MTV a while ago. It's probably my favorite memory because I tried really hard. You write a bunch of jokes based on these topics they give you, you get to talk about whatever. Write a ton of jokes and you go in and you do them on camera. It's like a 30 minute, 45 minute audition. Mm -hmm. You go through your jokes. Uh, Get done with the audition. The lady brings me up in the elevator, do the audition, go down in the elevator. The the email she wrote, my manager said, uh, Billy obviously writes incredible jokes, uh, but he was, he seemed disinterested before, during, and after the audition. This is what the lady said. He said he put in the effort, writes great jokes, but he seemed very disinterested before, during, and after the audition. You know what, though? I think like, I, I think I printed that out and I had it pinned to the wall for like. Okay, I could see why years. she'd say that. I could see her point, but a couple things. Number one, fuck that lady. She's like, right, she, though. Yeah, but that's how I am. Yeah, but she's right. But uh, that doesn't like. To me, that's not a reason not to work with someone unless you are rude or verbally like, I don't want to be here. Like Never, some people no. just have low energy and seem disinterested in things even when they're not. That's, that's a what I'm saying. Type. That's me. If you get to know me, you've gotten to know me over all these years, but people on initial contact generally think I'm an asshole, but I'm not. I'm just shy. And you can't be shy in the entertainment industry. You know, it took me five years after thinking I wanted to do stand up for the first time to ever do it. So... I'm still that shy person. I still worry. I'm still weird at parties unless I get fucking absolutely fucked up. You know what I mean? Same here. You don't really drink though. And I'm even weirder. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm like a shy person and me too. It doesn't, it's harder to be a shy person in Los Angeles still because you're supposed to be, they see you do good at stand up, something that they don't know how long it took you trying hard or thinking about it because mm-hmm. it's really hard to get in stand-up. So they see you be, you know, generous and uh, emotional on stage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Tell good jokes, have good delivery. Really, you look like you're supposed to be there. You look comfortable. Mm-hmm. So then when you're uncomfortable there, they're like, he must not like me. And it's like, no, I just don't know what... <laughs> yeah. This is different. This performance thing is different. And then you get me in an audition room and it's like, turn that thing on. And it's like, that's a different thing. So you... I get what you're saying. People see you do stand-up and, like, you want a commercial? You want to try to do commercials? And you're like, yeah. And then you go there and you're not good at it. And they're like, I don't get it. How are you not good at yeah, it? Yeah. You're this outgoing comedian. And you're like, well, I'm not Where's really. that thing that's on stage? Someone asked me before. Uh, I auditioned for that show a long time ago that this is, uh, what is it called? Showtime did a stand-up show. What was it called? I'm Dying, I'm dying up, up Here. here. Yeah. A lady saw me do stand-up. The casting director, she invited me to audition for that show uh-huh. for a main part which i was like so stoked yeah yeah i'm there at sony i'm like fuck yeah you know or paramount wherever the fuck it was yeah 
bomb the audition, which I tried for so long, three straight weeks between the time they said, we're going to have you come in for this, come do yeah, it. Yeah, you, you prepared I as did much not, as you could. The, the most I ever prepared for anything. And I went in and I ate a big dick. And I'm pretty sure her exact words were, where's that thing? Where's the thing from stage? And I was like, that shit ain't. <laughs> I left it at Flappers. <laughs> I wish you set a better comedy club there. Do it, do it again, but say I left at a cool club. Oh, she saw me at Flappers. That's what happened. Yeah, but still just for the clip. She saw. Where, Let's uh, get a better where, comedy club. Okay, okay. She said, where's that thing from stage? And I said, I left it as a comedy store. <laughs> if you want it, can we do the audition over there? Yeah. See how much better the story is now? Yeah, but it really was at Flappers. I was, just, <laughs> I was just trying to be factual. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just, just goofing around. Those are that's uh, you've put a lot of thought into that kind of stuff. It sounds like I've had five months just sitting in my apartment trying not to be killed by my girlfriend. She, are you guys fighting a lot? No, she's just like still. She runs an elementary school from the but kitchen. I thought, isn't the school shut down? The school you cannot go to the campus. Right. Oh, but there's some virtual classes and that. Yesterday bullshit. was the first day of virtual first day of class for this new school year. The summer breaks over. And but she's a principal, so she's just kind of managing the whole thing. She's not actually teaching, right? I mean, she sits in on classes and stuff. Yeah, she. She sits in, in the virtual classes. Yeah, she was doing one this morning right before I came. And does she, she send those teachers the, notes? I mean, I don't know that exact portion of her job, but yeah, she. Her do principals do that? Do principals sit on a class and then say to the teacher, hey, I have some pointers for you? For sure, uh, in a general way, yeah. Wow. But she's the principal, so she's in charge of the curriculum stuff. So she does sit in and make sure they're delivering the lessons properly. And especially, they reinvented the whole how class works now for right. being online. So her and, her and the director of the school and the assistant principal and their other head of finance or whatever they all four of them like reinvented a new way to go to school for this particular school because they're a charter school so she's been yeah. working hard as fuck and fat depressed billy has just been on the couch watching every movie over and over again i've seen fargo four times in the last five months i love that fucking movie i've heard so many fargo references this uh quarantine really uh, yeah a lot of people been re-watching maybe because it popped up on uh it popped up on uh, Amazon Prime or something for free, you know? Yeah. You'll notice on Twitter whenever Netflix puts out a free, really good movie mm-hmm. or Amazon Prime, you'll notice people start bring, talking about it yeah. as they're watching. That's interesting. Because they finally got to see it for free because they didn't want to pay the five ninety nine whatever rent fee. Mm-hmm. But you can notice you're like, new releases, top 10 in the U.S. and like one of the movies is Ocean's 13 and then the tweets are... Ocean's 13. And you're like... Are you nervous to do stand-up this weekend? No. No? I'm so pumped. I almost, I'm more nervous to but even nervous just... Because you haven't, how long was the last time you did it? The last show I did was, uh, you know Stephen Fury, right? Yeah. The last show I did was his show in Long Beach, the... Yeah, so that was months ago. Q Sierra. What's it called? Kissera. Kissera. I, I don't know. I don't know hey, did you ever right. go down there and do it? Uh-huh. So yeah, that show, it's called Bear something. Bear City, yeah. Bear City. That's how long it's been. I forgot what all the shows are called. So that was months ago. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of the so you exact date for you. haven't been stand up in months. Five months. Do you, are you going to be doing all new stuff? Are you going to be hitting some of the old, trying to polish off the old ones? I don't know if the old ones even work anymore considering what's happened. Because my show was always pretty nihilistic anyway. Like, why are we even here? The, the world's going to end anyway. But I had a joke right before all this 
just maybe a couple months before this happened, if an asteroid destroyed the Earth in five months, the first thing I would do is call MasterCard and tell them to suck my dick. <laughs> it was a joke about debt. And then it's like, oh, I never thought about a pandemic. That would have been way better for the joke. Switch it. Yeah. I hope the asteroid's still coming, though. But that's my general attitude about everything. So, so it, you're not, but you're not like, oh, this is going to be hard. I, because for me, thinking, I look for, I've embraced the fact that I know that I'm going to bomb. Uh-huh. As I told you on the phone when I spoke with you, you might not bomb, but for me, I'm thinking about it, and I, um, it feels like I've never done stand up. Kind of, I forgot that muscle is gone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it feels just like that. Because yeah, I don't think the muscle's gone. Because I think there's. It'll come back, but... I think that I've done stand... I don't know how long you've done stand-up, but... Uh, nine years. Yeah, I started 11 or 12 years ago, maybe, for, mm-hmm. the, for the first time. Whatever the path was, it's not like I jumped right into it and did it every night. But up to six years ago or seven years ago, I was doing it, you know, six or seven times a week, especially in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And I think that enough time has elapsed that you have done it, that it, it, it's not a disappear thing. Now, if you're one of these people that just moved to L.A. in 2019 to produce... Oh, then they're starting over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you took a five-month break after only doing it a for few times months. a month for two years... Oh, yeah. It's then. a full reset. Yeah, yeah it's a full reset. Because when I first started stand-up in San Diego, I was on a ship in the Navy the first time I ever did stand-up, and uh, they transferred me to go to school in Florida and then to go to... Where to go after that? And then I came back to Coronado. So I did stand up for the first few times in the first few months, and then I didn't do it again for a year and a half. Yeah. Because I left for a school. I came yeah. back. There was like a so period. Then, yeah, of, so you're starting over. That was a full start over. Yeah, totally. It doesn't feel like that yeah, again you, is what you I'm can't saying. say, oh, I, when you came back, I've been doing stand-up for a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm saying is it mm-hmm. do, to me now, having done it for so long after that, they don't feel like the same thing. Cause right. when I came back after, cause it took me five years after thinking about standing for the very first time and doing it to get the nerve to do it. Mm-hmm. I did it for a little while, was transferred by the Navy to Florida to go to school, came back and I was too scared to do it for a while. I don't feel like, I feel like a guy called me and said, do you want to do a socially safe show in San Diego? I just said, yes, mm-hmm. I'm on my way. Fuck. Yeah. I'd, yeah. If that was the same thing many years ago after the first start, I would I would be scared because I remember being scared to go try it again. Now, do you think the people at these socially safe shows in San Diego, do you think they're going to be liberals or do you think they're going to be anti-maskers or just normal people? What well, do you think? Well, knowing the city, I've done shows there before. It's Escondido. <laughs> I think... Escondido that, people don't give a fuck, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a... It's a you know, those... the the towns that are around San Diego, if you, if it's easterly, mm-hmm. even if it's northeasterly a little bit. They don't give a fuck, right? Yeah, they have more of a, it's more of a red county sentiment in those yeah. places. So they probably think it's a hoax. I like that. You do Now like I'm that. excited for the show. The guy who doesn't wear a seatbelt doesn't give a fuck about masks. Go figure. No seatbelt, no masks, <laughs> dude. I did a couple shows here at the studio early on in the quarantine, and I said no masks allowed. That's dumb and irresponsible. So they came in, it was like really cramped in here. And there was one guy wearing a mask, and I said, you either take that off or you get out. I don't know if I believe... Is this a joke? No. <laughs> you did that, but yeah. you did it as a joke when you told him that. No, I was serious. You were serious, yeah. but did you make him leave? No, he took off his mask. He did? Uh-huh. You sound like a real dick right now. <laughs> <laughs> should okay. I edit this out? I, I think you should. 
That's up to you, though. You're in charge of representing yourself. I made it up. That was a fake story. I was trying to, I was trying to give you an out, but everyone knows now. It's made up. You got to go right to the camera if you're going to wink. They need to see it. It's made. I made that up. That's not a true. I never did that. That's not a true story. Not true at all. But if you're a fan of King and the Sting, please check. <laughs> One time, Joe Rogan retweeted me uh, some shit I said uh, last year. I got maybe. If I remember correctly, it was like 300, 400 followers just off a tweet mm-hmm. that he retweeted. And then it's been fun to slow because, you know, the numbers go back down. Yeah. I feel like all those people jumped on because Joe Rogan was like kind of like, you know, how he does for Tim Dillon regularly, mm-hmm. all these guys. Yeah. So they saw that and they're like, well, you know, Joe Rogan knows people is funny. They see I'm a comedian, follow me, and then see that I'm like the direct opposite of all of what how those guys feel about you know followers it's like any is as stupid as it is follower count and being a comedian social media regular people a lot of them have that same thought i want followers i want my ratio to be good so i noticed that people stop following after a little while yeah but this was a this was big follow and then me being a depressed guy and And i talk about issues with the brain you know I'm a negative person. Mm-hmm. The Joe Rogan clan, usually very positive, you know, so like it's just fun. Joe Rogan get me a bunch of followers and then seeing them fall off when they yeah. were like, I'm like a depressed nihilist. Yeah, trickle off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. This guy, this guy wants to die. I can't have that. I can't have that in my feed. I don't see you ever actually killing yourself. No, it's not like that. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm saying I do feel like we're here for no reason. None of this makes sense. And I, mm-hmm. that's how I really feel. So if you're a person who like likes to work out and tackle the day, you don't want to wake up and see some guy named Billy. Yeah, it's like, not a it's not a motivating <laughs> Twitter no, account. It's not. But it's nice to have that mixed in there. It's fun to just see them fall off and just no one wants to see a suicidal like it's motivation Monday, it's not may I kill myself Monday, okay? But you're never gonna kill yourself, right? You never know. But you're not gonna. You never know, man. Yeah, but just say you're not going to. No, I can't. I can't offer you any sanctuary. Why would you do that? It's fun. You've never done it. You don't know if it's fun. Never done what? Suicide. I said, why would you do that? Oh, I thought you were asking me, why would I not give you sanctuary? Oh. Yeah, don't do it. Billy. It's really none of your concern. Yeah, it is. My body, my choice. <laughs> no one ever lets that fly with suicide. Don't do it. What if I did I it right after? I'm, tell me when this is going to be released. I'm going to kill myself. so good for my podcast. <laughs> Don't do it, but if you're going to do it, if you're planning on That's doing it I'm anyway. Saying. That's the joke. I say, tell me when this is going to be released, and I'll do it the day before. Right. Or the day after. Or the day. day before is better. That way you can put in memoriam in the beginning of the podcast episode. The last podcast with Billy Bonnell. Don't do it. Don't do it, Billy. The only podcast. But if you're going to do it. I can't remember the last time I did a podcast. This might be. Really? I would have imagined probably some San Diego podcast. No, I mean, I say no to most of them. How come you said yes to mine? I like you. <laughs> I like you too, but you like everyone. I t- that's not true. <laughs> We've already established. <laughs> you like everyone except for... Uh, no, it's not. About, it's like the like thing or knowing you is really... It's not... Yeah, yeah. There's people I don't know that I very it's much like. It's awkward doing interviews with complete strangers. Especially when I, I don't have anything. What do I have to offer? Oh, uh, your good looks. No, 
at least with me and you, we have a rapport that goes beyond this, so we could maybe have. We're both from San Diego. Well, you're from Texas, but yeah, you know but what I mean? we could have a podcast that's entertaining because we know each other and there's a connection. Uh, now, if I was like a famous person and someone wanted me on their podcast, that would that would be the service for them, right? Like, right. Your name would. No one's going to say. Billy Bonnell's on Ari, man. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to <laughs> Not too many people. But it, anyone that jumps in may be entertained just because. That's why I said yes. Because we have rapport, thanks. Um, if you didn't live in L.A., where would you want to live? Austin, Texas. Because of Joe Rogan moving there or just in general? Did he move to Austin? Yeah. It's a good choice. No, just in general. I'm from Texas. Right. Austin is like uh, Texas' crowning achievement. Don't Don't ask anyone from Dallas if I'm telling the truth or not, but... Austin is San Diego. Austin's way better than Dallas. Of course. <laughs> yeah, Dallas is like a city. Austin is properly San Diego of Texas. The Just only thing cool the- about Dallas is the Cowboys Stadium. Have you been there? Yeah. Yeah, I went to a game last time I performed in. What else is cool about Dallas if you were trying to sell Dallas? Nothing. <laughs> they have a cool football stadium. Uh, that's not even in Dallas. But close enough. Yeah, but it's. I have a house in Mesquite that me and my brothers bought together. Really? Yeah. It's like a. It was a $100,000 house. Who's in it? Uh, We rented out to some stranger. I don't know. Really? Yeah. You have a property manager down there that manages it? I do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, so I have a third of a house in Mesquite, Texas. Really? Yeah. Where's the money go? Uh, We have a group of bank account. There's like $10,000 in the account right now. You just fund it. Well, we we haven't put any additional money into no, I mean, the account because yeah, it just, gets money from the rent. And but your mortgage, it the yeah. rent is better than the mortgage oh, payment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we each make three hundred dollars a month. And you just keep it in an account in case something goes wrong with the house or something. Pretty much, yeah. It's not like I mean, right now I could use the three hundred dollars a month, but normally I just let I'd it sit say, over there. I say evict the people. Move to Mesquite. Yeah. It's a cool house. I mean, maybe not cool is the word, but why'd it's like you a three-bedroom house. Why'd you house. pick Mesquite? Really cheap. And we knew this property manager there. That's funny. See, what are you giving, 5%, 10%? I think 10%. He gets, yeah. Right. This is not going to be entertaining for anyone except for me. We could probably... Some people are in real estate. Earlier this uh, quarantine, I was in Joshua Tree looking to get a house for Airbnb, but then I got scared out of it because the prices are so high now, and now we're even, about to hit you know the worst pandemic in the ever we're already in the middle oh yeah so i just feel like i think right now it doesn't make sense to me that i that the housing market's still so high during uh, all this i mean you could there's from what i've read is right now the your interest rate would probably be the lowest you're going to find in a long, yeah, long time. But the price of the house, forget the interest rate. Yeah, but you could undercut. People are leaving the prices up because they're hoping to sell next year. Right. But some. You but could, still, I think they're going to go down. Foreclosures are really high, so you could get like a at auction type thing. Yeah. Did you look at the foreclosures in Joshua Tree? Yeah. No, I mean they're down a little bit, but it just doesn't make sense to me that the. I still think it's going to go down way more because. But then you might lose the interest rate. So you should that's find fine. I'd rather I'd rather lose the interest rate, but get a bigger break on the house. Yeah, but I'm saying there will be there will be a line that crosses that you save money one way or the other. But Joshua Tree houses are so cheap, or compared, you know, relatively, that it 
if it, it could go I down. I understand. I'm just yeah. saying that 1.5% interest hike could cost you more in the long run. That's a, yeah. This podcast sucks, dude. Remember when I was talking about killing myself and we switched right to real estate? Who's going to watch I like this? real. I'm a nerd about real estate. I always check Zillow every day. I've been looking for a house to buy. That's why... I, that's why I've been obsessed lately with the stock market stuff because I've been wasting all my time and money and energy for the last. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Really? 10 yeah, years fine. in the I Navy? A lot of people listen. If you listen on podcasts, you probably are a nerd about something. Either whether it's comedy or Where are my suicide nerds at? Suicide, real estate. Those are my things. I think Not that your stocks. podcast people should know that my cavalierness about suicide is a longer story that we don't have time to talk about. We got time for really wanted, but uh, I could sum up your suicide story really fast. Your dad and, and grandfather killed themselves. Yeah, I mean, that's the tip of the iceberg. That's the crazy that's part. That's the story. I mean, that's part of the story. That's what I'm saying. It's like Who wait, else did it? Just recently, my cousin. Really? Yeah. Uh, which That's side? That's why I had that. I had, a, side? I had a joke. The, uh, same, the no. same side of the family? No, different side. So, oh, so you got to side, side on both sides. Both sides of the family. Yeah, big time. And you're, this, the cousin was on your mom's side? The cousin was my mom's brother's son, yeah. Damn. Were you close to them? No, not really, but I mean, we grew up together. Did you? The weird thing is, he was, when my grandpa killed himself and we were all at my grandmother's house, mm-hmm. my granddad killed himself while we were at my grandma's house for the weekend with my uncle. So my uncle's kids were there. He was one of the kids that were there when they discovered the body too. Oh, he was, so he's been around it. Uh, did you ever see it coming? For him? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I did. Really? But people say crazy shit. My family's pretty fucked up and a lot of, he said some crazy shit on Facebook. but no About one, killing himself? Yeah. What do you say? Some crazy shit. Just like. I don't this, know. If, right? This world is cruel, and I want to leave it. Looking back, obviously the hindsight thing, but looking back on it, thinking, "Oh shit." What about? Did you see Brody coming? Brody <laughs> Stevens. I mean, I mean, who predicts that kind of thing? But I think that a guy that melts down like that online sometimes, maybe some, a lot of people saw it coming. I didn't see it coming. See if, if, but if, if I'm there saying was like, the traits of people that you know. If there was a. Uh, you know what's it called deadpool a deadpool if there was a deadpool like you'd be towards the top but not brody yeah maybe that's a good way to look at it yeah i'm a little more outwardly suicidal than that's he was. why that's why i think you'd be towards the top because you the, talk the about it so much but i do it as a coping mechanism joking about it is i like it keeps me in a centered place yeah but you joke so much about suicide that i'm like fuck it's just a coping it mechanism. All I'm saying is if you killed yourself, no one would be shocked. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That's it. But then And it's not because you're so sad and pathetic or anything like that. It's because you talk about it so much. Yeah, I think that that's the, the better joke is to not kill yourself. <laughs> I always said, uh, I said, what a waste of time it would be. Kill- it would be so sad to kill yourself before you made it. I always tell my girlfriend this. Is like, you gotta, if I make it, that's when you got to worry about me. True. Like if I have some, well, I'm not gonna get a, I'm not gonna cop out of this. Like, yeah, because then you'll realize I made it and I'm still not happy. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, totally. The the Robin Williams effect, they say. You know, someone committed themselves recently in the L.A. comedy scene. Richard Bain. I didn't see that coming. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's so sad. But then you look back on it and you're like, we're all living these fucking crazy lives. Well, I didn't know him that well. I always thought he was funny, but I didn't know he one was of like, the funniest. Uh, did all sorts of drugs and stuff. So that kind of is the only. 
that ma- that makes it easy to put a reason to the suicide. Oh, he did tons of drugs. He fucked with his brain. Well, I don't think. That, I mean, he. I know people that do way more drugs than him. I don't think it. I think it still comes down to a personality. Trait. I'm not an expert, but if you do Molly all the time, that's gonna fuck with your happiness. Levels. I know people that have done Molly. A mil- sure. That are- sure. There's people that have done it and not killed themselves. But all I'm yeah. saying is, if he had never done a bunch of Molly, we can't say that. You just don't know him well enough. I don't know him well enough, but I think if I were to put reason, if I were to rationalize it in my head. I mean, you could, you could rationalize anything any way you wanted in your head, but we just don't know what the guy, I I knew him, I knew him, Uh but I didn't know him that well. Right. And still there would be, you know, there are people that know him really well. They're still baffled by it because, you know, a genuinely just great person and a funny guy. Yeah, he's funny. You know? You could look at Brody's story and rationalize all you want that, you know, he's on Periscope with a knife or whatever. Whatever crazy shit happens and mm-hmm. talking about medications, but you just don't know. You don't know if a person without any substance or never taking medicine, if they're on the same path. Because people kill themselves in a lot of with nothing to do with drugs, completely sober people. Right. The mental health aspect of there's so many dark there's so many ways to get depressed, whether it's through drugs or for your... Or just an absolute yeah. chemical imbalance that is hereditary. Right. Yeah, yeah. Or just your natural state. There are some people that kill themselves because they're in a fucking jam, and it's the easiest... Or their way. wife leaves them or cheats like a, on them. Like a non-depressed person that is just like, fuck. Like, a, uh, <laughs> like that Enron guy who just got caught, you know... Epstein. Yeah, he killed himself for sure. I mean, You think? Yeah. You're, you're the first person I've had in here that thinks Epstein killed himself. I mean, you could read anything you want. You can read into anything you want, but if you're a fucking guy... I'm not saying he did or didn't. I'm just saying I'm you're saying the if first you, person. If you're going to prison for the rest of your life, for sure, for some heinous shit, and there's no way out of it, you're going to kill yourself. Definitely not shocking. To, to it's not shocking to think... Especially because he's a billionaire. So it's like he's going from the best life imaginable to... One of the worst lives. And megalomaniacs, when they have their power ripped away from them, often do that, right? These in movies, pe- at least. No, th- these people in general that have... World leaders, Hitler. ...have all the power. This Enron guy, one of the board members of Enron, when it all came crashing down and they were like going to prison for sure, he just killed himself at the end of his driveway like a night after court or something. A guy who had... Money. Like, billions of dollars made through a fucking scam but when it all came crashing down on him he took the coward way out you know but some people are have great lives and are like fuck this i'm killing myself you know it's fucking it's nuts yeah it's it's, you're right it's too hard to rationalize there's not one you could there's not one like (laughs) like in stand-up there's like not a career path to make it there's all these Mm -hmm. different suicide there's no career path straight to suicide (laughs) that there's all kinds of ways to get there and some people do it for to avoid, you know, having to deal with stuff uh, that isn't even emotional. It's just I've been rich my whole life. Yeah. Fuck this. And then there's poor people that are like, I'm tired of being poor. Fuck this. But not a history of mental illness. Right. There are people that are just sad forever and that take medication. And you see that in the comedy world when people are now so open to talk about it. Was there a time where anyone was saying they were depressed in 80s comedy? Like, the happy-go-lucky time? Probably not, huh? Like, I'm going to therapy. I'm on meds. Yeah, that's got to be a new way. Now it's like an absolute... It's an absolute part of comedy to be like, uh, I've been taking this medication. 
Remember, Brody had that great joke where he'd list off Lamictal. Yeah. Yeah, he would just start naming Lexapro. the drugs. Lexapro. Yeah. He would just start naming all his cocktail of drugs that he was on. Yeah. But it was uh, like, that's who, I mean, that's who you are and you're on stage. That's the thing. Some co- comics are who they are, and then some people are doing the Affleck voice for 30 fucking years. The, hey, did you ever see God? Uh, uh, God dang it. Bobcat Gold, did you you ever watch any of his stand-up from the 80s? Uh-huh. He's doing a whole thing. Yeah. And then now he's like... But it's still less than Gilbert Godfrey. Godfrey laying it on. I'm just... That's insane. That Godfrey video blows my mind. But look at... It makes sense, though, because it's like, how do you get a voice like that? Now I'm really breaking it down in my head. His stage voice. No one... How no one you, talks like that. Yeah, no one talks like that. How would you get that? Typically, you sound kind of like your dad a little bit, right? Like, I, I think my voice is kind of like my dad's voice. I wouldn't know, dude. <laughs> you would <laughs> You had a dad for a while? No, not, I didn't. How old, how old were you when he killed himself? But I didn't know him until right before he killed himself. Oh, damn. My so. dad was... My, my mom used a private investigator. This is a, this is a joke, but this is the funny thing about, like, when you really want to do it. Uh, this is true, but I used to joke about it. Was my mom tracked my dad down with a private investigator to find him so he would be our dad? But he only lived the town over. You can't do that anymore now with Facebook. But my dad only lived in twenty five minutes away, thirty minutes away. Like your whole life, but you didn't know him. Yep, he. I knew him when I was a toddler. My mom had me and my sister within an eighteen month period. My dad left right after I was born. He went to start a new family. A couple of towns over, Cleburne, Texas, Fort Worth, not very far. He lived in a place called White Settlement, which is makes perfect sense. White for t- Settlement, yeah, which makes Can't perfect that's sense. Allowed to be a town name, it still is. He lived right off Cherry There's Lane. There's still a White's- town in Texas called White Settlement. That's the neighborhood name. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna change that. No, right. my, my Cleburne, Texas, is named after a Confederate general. They still haven't changed it. Nice. That's why it just makes perfect sense. This is this is a type of area where Waffle House is, you know, the county seed. I like that. <laughs> it's like the court, you go to court at the Waffle House. But my dad just moved to town over. My mom found him with a private investigator. One time she showed me the notes that the private investigator gave me. She had a handwritten the investigator gave her a handwritten note that said uh uh works at so and so Chevrolet used car dealership house directly behind it. So he worked at a Chevrolet dealership, and he had a house right behind it. So my mom found him, made him be our dad for like a year, and then he was like, "Fuck this bitch," and just killed himself. Oh, so he kind of did to get out of responsibility. We don't maybe. know. He was a troubled guy, obviously, but yeah. it is kind of funny that my mom like tracked him down, and he's like, "I'll show her." And how old were you when this happened? I was ten. My sister was eleven. Gnarly. Yeah. So I knew him for this little brief period. I'm not even sure what he sounds like. Did you like him in that brief period? No, he was kind of a dick. Damn. Have it, and his wife at the time, who has come out to shows when I've revisited Texas. That's uh, nice of her. Yeah, but it, I think that she has some demons about all the situation sure. and how she treated the new kids. Oh, she wasn't nice either. No, I have some distinct memories about how mean they were and how I didn't like going there. I remember one time, I guess my dad had a gambling problem. Go figure. Uh, wait, wait, do you have a gambling problem? No, I mean, I. What? what's not a gamble? Oh, just your Gambling life. on stand-up, whatever. I play poker. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't play slot machines or anything, but I'm just saying 
the tendencies or the life path I've taken is one big fucking gamble. So That's true. I'm not surprised at this guy. I remember in the middle of the night one time I went into his house or into their living room, and they, it looked like they maybe had like stolen a bunch of lottery tickets because they had a shitload of lottery tickets and they were still on the roll. Like he must have got a bunch of money and was like, "Let's go buy all the lottery tickets," <laughs> or they stole them. And I, mean, I don't think you can steal lottery tickets. I mean, you can. How? I don't know if you would get paid out. for. You could take them, break yeah. into somewhere. They're, oh, they were like the scratch off? Yeah. Got it, got it. I'm just saying, it seemed, I remember one of them was like, he, it's like he bought the whole roll. They just gave him the roll, you know? Yeah. One of them was like a big roll, but they were they just scratching him off. That sounds like drug-induced behavior, kind of. Oh, yeah, they were on drugs. I said he was a troubled guy, but he, uh, they won a big amount of money because I was sitting there with them and I was excited too. And I remember her saying, this is, this isn't your money. And I was like, I thought about that for a long time after that. And yeah, you're like, you need to say that. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm 10. Yeah. I'm just excited for you. I'm a kid and you guys won money. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of funny that my mom put all that effort to track this guy down and he's like, no, I'm already having enough trouble over here. So sad. It's sad, but it's like that. What you know? It's kind of funny. Life is like that. I just want to give you a big hug. Well, I mean, I don't want your hug. Not during the pandemic. You can hug me when the the virus goes away. I just want to, which will be never. I just want to hold you tight and tell you it's going to be okay. Well, I know that anything coming from you is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hard part about being kind of low energy deadpan is you could try and say something heartfelt and someone will be like, fuck you, man. And I'm like, what? I was trying that's to... Me. I'm, we're the same guy because yeah. my whole life has been, are you being serious or not? And it's like, I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I would get in trouble in the Navy very frequently when I would, because you get reprimanded for a lot of shit because the whole hierarchy of the military is do what I tell you. Yeah. So if there's any departure from that, you know you get in trouble if you're not yeah, absolutely yeah. obedient. Tell you to follow direct order. So it'd be like... Uh, you know, you went to ROTC or whatever. You never went mm-hmm. to the military. But, you know, you get this structure. They try to – they tear you down. Per, that's yeah. how the whole – it's an indoctrination. Yeah, they tear you down in basic, and they build you back up, and you follow their system. And some people, like me, cannot, cannot be like that. So, or, you, or even – or maybe you can for a little bit, and then you're at some point you're just – wait a minute. This is – I've been – like with people that are just in a cult, and they all of a sudden – Go, yeah. oh, fuck, I'm in a cult. <laughs> That's why I, in military school, I, they kind of, I got torn down, and for a second I was in the system, and then I, one day I woke up and I was like, "This is, that guy's an asshole. I'm not listening to him just because he has a higher rank than me. Yeah, so in the military, like that. Yeah. But I used to be remorseful because, you know, it's a back and forth, and it'd be like, explain yourself. And then in those situations, they'd be like, it's not the time to fuck around. And I was like, no, I'm being dead serious. I'm sorry. I don't like being in this scenario. And they're like, stop being sarcastic, Bono. <laughs> so, like, even when I'm being sincere about something, people are like, what the f- Is this guy being sincere? Yeah. That's been a portion of my life, too, is, like, maybe the same reverting, but the elevator mm-hmm. thing. The lady probably just like, is this guy just a piece of shit, or is that just how he sounds? And it's like... Wait, what was the elevator thing? Where the casting director said, I seem disinterested oh, yeah, before, yeah. during, and after the audition. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> was your manager mad at you? Uh, no, because he understand. I knew that guy long enough that well, he, he went, you know, 
he, you got to work on that. He told me some shit like, just turn on a smile, man. I go, if you've ever seen me turn on a smile, we might be in a worse boat. My favorite that story looks even you, more sarcastic. My favorite story of you is going to improv classes with Greg. Oh, yeah. Where, he, where like you went there and, and day one, they were like, all right, it's time to cluck around like a chicken. And you're like, nope. And yeah. then you just walked out. <laughs> it's a little bit better than that, but that's... Oh, yeah. wait, wait, okay, you tell it. Well, that was the second class when they, the first is like intro, whatever, zip, uh-huh. zap, zop. Here's how improv's supposed to work. Uh-huh. Yeah, Sam, but the second one was like, here, it's time to play. And they're like, run around like a chicken. And I was like, no, I'm not really going to do that. You know, I don't, we're in an empty room. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really going to do that. But there was an older lady that was obviously doing uh, improv as her bucket list. Uh-huh. She was very old, like 70. Uh-huh. Her name was Mercedes, which I always found to be very funny. Everyone's acting like a chicken. And Mercedes, I'm standing by myself. And Mercedes is like, how come he's not doing it? And I'm like, mind your own business, lady. <laughs> oh, she like ratted you out? Yeah. He's like, why isn't, why isn't he doing it? And I'm like, I don't want to do it. And then we went on break, and I went to a bar to get tacos and a beer, and I texted Greg, hey, when that class is over, just come meet me. And then I never went back. So good. <laughs> I took a class, and I remember I remember having similar thoughts to you while clucking around like a chicken, like, this is ridiculous. This is so crazy. Like, how does this I, help I me? I can't do it. I, see, I do see why it helps you, because you're trying to – embarrass yourself so that you're more fearless yeah but i'm more fe- i i often seem i'm i'm more scared of the no people there when there's a full crowd i feel completely that's the, as most level as i can still but if if you're exactly you feel more scared to do that to cluck around like a chicken it's an uncomfortable in an why empty am room. i doing this an empty room with five people yeah but if you're able to do that without hesitation you're going to be able to do a bigger act out in your stand up something like that i could see i could see it you know working a doing act. a little bit you know like i don't do act outs really because i'm kind of i that's not me yeah lots of people don't do act outs yeah yeah i don't you know it's like you i i just i saw a guy stand uh, on his head on stage one time yeah like, i could never do that but if you force yourself to cluck around like a chicken for a few months you might be more likely to do something to like that. To stand on your head? No, I mean, I think that the... I think that's why they have you do it. I think but anyone standing on their head doing stand-up comedy, not improv, improv's a whole different thing. Uh-huh. I get that, I get that, but in stand-up, if you're on stage upside down, then your jokes are not good enough. They're, Most they're, likely not. <laughs> I mean, maybe you have both, but all I'm Name saying Name one top-tier comedian in the stands world... Stands on their head? ...that would ever be upside down on stage. I, c- I can't name one upside down, but I can name top tier comedians that do big act outs. Yeah, I'm, I'm specifically asking about <laughs> one thing. No, I can't name one that does an upside down head stand. A, a fucking flip or All a All I'm handstand. saying is, I'm with you. I dreaded going to improv every week. I, after the first, I, I, want, I went every week because I paid for it, but as soon as I finished the course, I never went back because I had this anxious feeling before every class. Like, oh, I'm going to have to do some weird, embarrassing shit that makes me uncomfortable that I don't want to do. It takes a certain type for sure. Yeah, but and I did And you see it. the people that are really good at improv, and there mm-hmm. are some. Yeah. And you're like, wow. Yeah, it's impressive when someone is just like watching an impressive stand-up. But uh, I forgot where I was going with Oh, but I could see the benefit to... I'm just glad I didn't pay for mine. You actually put I up pay, the yeah, money. I paid like 600 bucks. I maybe did something worse 
uh, and, and scope of time invested to get those classes and then quit because I didn't just hand over some money. I interned at the theater. Right. For, yeah, but that was good. You got to know yeah, the Yeah, I'm saying yeah. a great experience interning there. I continued to intern there after I quit the class. I just never yeah. did another class. Yeah. I think I was there for 18 months just working the door for free Yeah. because I liked being over there at Westside Comedy yeah. Theater. I liked everyone there. I made a shitload of friends just from the door thing, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, improv wasn't my thing. I get it. And stand-up wasn't either. (laughs) It turns out. Stand-up is your thing. The thing that I've loved most about this period, the pandemic, is that uh, uh, you can't fail if there is no industry. And what a fucking relief. It is relieving. For the last five months, so relieving. That that competitiveness of seeing, oh, how come I'm not doing that? Or, you know, that it's gone. Seeing some of the biggest comedians in the world. Uh, and the people that the, are doing stuff, there. I'm not even jealous about. Like, there's, you know, people doing virtual shows or dri- even drive-in shows. I'm like, cool, you do that. Go do that. I don't really want to do that. It's fine. Yeah, keep making your money. Like, Burt yeah. Kreischer doing that too. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. It's safe, and he's making a couple of younger guys money. I like that. Not into it. Yeah, I'm not. It, I, all I'm saying is, I'm not like, fuck, why am I not doing that? Yeah, not yeah. even for one second for five months. And what a beautiful feeling. That list, you know, normally in the comedy world, I don't know if any of your people know about this, but when the Variety's top 20 comics to watch comes out or some shit, uh-huh. whatever list they do in Los Angeles, these lists come yeah, out. Yeah, Variety's top 10 comics to watch. Wh- whoever, whatever the list is. Uh-huh. That's the most recent one that came I'm out. I'm just saying, whatever yeah. the list is, period. When there's a list, sometimes you'll be like, oh, man. Not me again. You know, some, whatever dumb shit. Yeah. Whatever little insecurities that comics have. But this one was like the one time like, what 2020? <laughs> what? It's not even the list. Like, who cares? Not, what 2020? There, it, there has been no 2020. It's all, You know what else is weird? Like, it's there's just, phases it's, it's of these the lists thing. where I'm like, oh, I know these comics. This year, I knew two out of the ten. I eight out of the ten comics on the list I was like I have no idea who that is yeah the your time's passed you by now yeah. there's no chance to make it exactly now I'm like literally past the hump where I'm like oh these are all people who st- who've been doing comedy way less than me yeah but I mean the list never matter and if you it, yeah. just like The Bachelor all 27 seasons not a single one of the marriages worked out <laughs> I thought I thought one of them did maybe I uh, doubt it if you don't believe me google matter. me yeah. Uh, <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God, none of them. Anyway, if you went, if you actually had the time to be obsessive, if you went back to those lists, you would see that uh, some of those people are gone forever and not even working. Or yeah, aren't doing comedy. And then you can see the biggest comedians in the world, like Bill Burr, who never got into in those lists, never got into JFL, and by the time he finally went to JFL, they had to pay him a million bucks. You know what I mean? Pretty cool. I mean, there's uh, every version. Right. Just yeah, like suicide. There's so many paths to suicide, <laughs> much like stand-up. Well. I, I hope there's a soundbite of just that. The last thing I just said. I can make one. <laughs> no, don't do that. I think I That's have what, to now. Well, it's the shitty thing about podcasts. You could just take me out of context for one second and make me look like an asshole if you felt like it. Sure. And I do. I feel like that. There should, there should Every one of these should mm-hmm. have a fucking clock ticking right next to your face. You know? Oh, so that people can't. If it, there's a clock embedded, then people can't fuck with you as much. Yeah, they can't. I mean, that's how the general scope of all media works. What did What did Biden say? That's this one second. Have you seen those did videos now, it? where they take a video of you, and a computer processes it, and now they could type in any word and have you say it? Yeah. 
through sounds. The so deep crazy. fakes are crazy. Yeah, the deep fakes. Have you are seen gnarly. these things where they've slowed down Joe Biden and Donald Trump to make them sound drunk, even ever so slightly, not even for a gag, to make them look like a drunk person in these attack ads online? It's so insane. <laughs> it's a. What do we even do? Why can't people just admit that Trump's a good guy? I mean, because he's probably not a good guy. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. The reality comes and hits you the hardest when the results are in, the actual results. And that's even questionable when the voting results come. But if he gets reelected, we're going to see a lot of people who have an idea of where we're moving and then we're almost close to victory just be completely collapsed. Your real world view will, when he got elected, people thought no fucking chance, right? Mm -hmm. So those people that thought no fucking chance that he would ever be elected, your sense of reality must be so collapsing in on itself. So who do you think is going to win this next election? Uh, I don't know. If you were to guess. I think that Trump is the odds on favorite to win again. Win again. And that's um, that's presidential historically. The the guy who gets the first term usually gets the second term. Should we uh do you want to take a call? Do we give call advice on, to people? We call on Joe Biden? Uh there's people who who leave calls because they want our they they want our input on their problems. People leave Does that interest you? People leave you they leave voicemails. Oh, good. And they go, yeah, I'm interested in that. I didn't want to talk to some stranger on the phone. No, no, no. Call your brother back. Let's talk to him. Okay, so no, let's do this. Um, okay. Damn, I mean, you can't just... Hello. I wanted to know what I can do about my boss who is constantly angry, yells criticizes my work and just leaves me feeling emotionally upset and depressed when I come home. This is a real person? What do you think it was? It sounds fake. Where is that from? <laughs> what do you mean? That guy doesn't sound sincere even for one second. This is not an actual guy who has a problem with his boss. his friends and not seeing them for a few months is due to this. So I'm the type of person that has to always see his friends and not seeing them for a few months due to the stay-at-home Who is this? has really taken a mental toll on me. I want to know if you have any tips on what I can do to battle the loneliness that I've been feeling or just any general advice to help me get through this. Who is that? His name's Justin Metz. This is a real person that left you a voicemail? Mm-hmm. This, is a, this guy does not have problems and he's just bored. <laughs> He just said to have his problem. It's, he doesn't sound sincere to me. So what do you think? He's just bored. I think he's articulate. But I he's, think he has the same problem as you, where he was just a kind of deadpan, and people. That didn't so seem now deadpan. That you, seemed disingenuous. That's different. So I think it's, he was being genuine. You're just ha- you're, genuine. You're being. He was being genuine, just like you were being genuine. But people Is genuous go, a word if you take the dis off? Genuine. Genuine. Disingenuous. Dis- and- he was being genuine, but you're like, ah, oh, he's, you know. This isn't someone you know who you had calling and leave these messages. I so don't you know. Can- Is this true? Yeah. You have a weird smirk on your face. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know Justin Metz. He left you that a voicemail. Yeah. And he has a problem with his boss. I'm going to assume that he's telling the truth and that this isn't just a setup to keep what would the setup be to just keep your podcast going and you know fabricate a guest 
You're you're the guest. I mean, uh, a call. Like, what if no one called and you had to do a call every week? And now you got to make one up. There might be some truth to that. Did you make this call up? I didn't make it up. You didn't make this one up. I didn't make it. I've not made any of the calls up. <laughs> you look like such a liar sometimes. All right, well, let's, let's give him some advice. I mean, there's a story to some of the calls, but I didn't make them up. And this has a backstory because he sounds oddly. He like, sounds I might have I might have put the word out there that I need calls. Oh, okay. And people put in calls. So he might not have a problem. He might have invented one so he can see you answer his question on your podcast. That could be it. All right. Let's assume that he's the first one. If you're having a problem with your boss and he's being mean to you, get a different job. Yeah, that seemed pretty clear cut to me. And if there's a chance you can sue him and get some kind of money, look into that. But maybe as a family, he needs a job. But you got to move on because that shit carries over into your real life. If your family loves you, they'll understand. But also, if you stay in a job that you hate and you're carrying home this negative bullshit from your work, you're affecting your family anyway. True. There's a you, lot of people that you, work in offices that take their passive-aggressive approach. You know, they're passive at work, and they go home and shit on their wife or something. Amen. I like Quit it. your I job. Agree. I agree. Quit your fucking job. And the second one was you're lonely during the pandy. Yeah, you're going to have to deal with that shit. We're all lonely, man. That's, I have someone living in my thing. apartment with me. And I'm still pretty lonely. It's crazy. You either got to you gotta accept two things. You either got to become like me, an anti-masker, anti-COVID guy, and find others like that and go hang out with them, or Skype people and Zoom them. Accept that. Being an ant, it's not anti-mask and anti-COVID. You yeah. just don't care. You're, you're willing to take the risk. That's, yeah. It's irresponsible. No. I don't believe it's, I don't believe in that it's dangerous. What? Something that coronavirus. Killed, I mean, it is dangerous. Not to me. I mean, the scope of what you feel is impacting your personal life. That's another question. Wait, what? How you feel something is directly affecting you is a different question on whether or not something is actually dangerous. Oh, I know. I'm saying I personally don't think it's dangerous. For you. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Yeah, if you're older, sick, different. But it, then they should stay. They should stay at home. I mean, there is a risk curve. Obviously, but it's up to you to... Yeah, the risk... Even if you're being an asshole, you know? I have a bigger chance of dying in my car on the way home than I do of the coronavirus. Uh, not, Not in this scope. In all scopes. No. Yeah. Look it up. Google it. It's not the... You're looking at the numbers wrong, I think. I didn't even look at any numbers. <laughs> well, if you say 160,000, 70,000 deaths of coronavirus this year in the United States. No, it's more, isn't it? Over 100? It's 170. Oh, 170. I thought you said 70. And then your chances of being in a car accident in a normal year where people are driving, uh, around 40,000 people die in car accidents. So you're actually more Only 40,000 people die in car accidents? Yeah, forty to 50,000. Yeah, but now look at the age groups of the people dying of the coronavirus. How many 30-year-olds die in a car and how many 30-year-olds die of the coronavirus? And then you can continue on down this road until I'm right again or you're right again. That's the problem with the online. Every, there's always an avenue to get to a way that you're right, and no one wants to really just go, I don't really have the information to talk about that. We missed out on that point of uh, life. I missed that time of life where if we were having a conversation – you would either just have to bullshit your way through it or each person would be like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Whatever happened to people just going, I don't know what the fuck. It- 
Now it's you true. get online. And no one wants to admit, even if they're wrong, no one admits it. They just That's go. always existed. Admitting when you're wrong is one of the biggest humps that a lot of people have to get over. But it's different than Googling something briefly and then asserting a dominant position as an expert. And we live right in the middle of that bullshit. Anyone can look at a little anything and go, all right, who wants to get fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Twitter. I wanted to give you a personal thank you for coming into the studio today during the pandy. Thank you, man. Clean it up and next doing time. the podcast. Is it dirty? No, I'm just fucking with you. Oh, I forgot to turn on those lights. Oh, well, it's bright enough. This is, I mean, yeah, you got a great... You got a great window for natural light. I only have to turn on those two lights, but I think it'll be fine. Damn, I didn't even get the full treatment. This guy didn't have water. Where's the camera? He didn't have water. I got here before him. I sat in here too scared to turn on the AC because I didn't know if I'd pop a breaker in this weird place or not. What? Why would I have an AC that you couldn't use? I don't. You, you let me in by myself. I didn't. I'm not going to start pushing buttons. Fair enough. That's very polite of you. So I sat here in the hot, sweating for nine minutes. Waiting it's on this guy you. to show up. What else did you do wrong today? And he didn't turn on the lights for me so I could look pretty. And I left my yogurt in the car during the whole podcast. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna eat it and yeah. it's gonna kill you. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, man. God bless. I can't wait to be taken out of context. Have a good night. Bye. God bless. You're listening to You're listening to Unlicensed 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 Unlicensed, Unlicensed. Unlicensed Therapy with Ari Manis. Ari Manis.